The pandemic did not break health care. It actually just forced us to finally admit what's been known for a very long time, and that is that it does not deliver what we pay for. And it's also not what we as Canadians like to tell ourselves, which is the best system on the planet. It's just not. That has nothing to do with the front lines or the doctors and nurses or those who work their butts off. The system is broken. And I know while, you know, those in charge are too scared to have the conversation about fixing it, I think now is the time Canadians want to have that conversation. New polling by Leger, which was done with the think tank Second Street Org, finds that when it comes to health care delivery in this country, a huge number of us, 72% of Canadians actually want change. They want to copy the European system that would allow uh, care outside, if we had it here outside the province, and then the province reimburses them. They find that 64% of Canadians think it's a good idea for governments to hire private clinics to reduce surgical backlogs. And 51% say, yeah, I'll pay out of pocket for private care. I also thought the interesting stat of 66%, 66% want health ministers to hold a yearly press conference to declare how many people died on waiting lists. And you, you do that, you'd see that they get those lists cleared because what health minister would want to admit to what we already know is happening, that people are, in fact, waiting too long and end up dying. We've talked about that. Colin Craig is with SecondStreet.org and is part of this report. Good to have you, Colin. Thanks for having me, Alex. So this is not a small number. I mean, when you over you look over this report, people clearly do and are open to having a conversation about changing the way we deliver health care in this country. Yeah, I think that's definitely a fair statement to make. And, you know, I've been following this discussion now for at least a couple decades, and I think we've seen a real change in Canada when it comes to public opinion towards health reform. Uh, you know, for so many years now, special interest groups have tried to fearmonger about what health reform would look like. They try to give this mm. impression that it's either the Canadian system or the American system. And for many years, a lot of people that have understood that there's ways we can keep what Canadians love about our system, the universal aspect, but reform it and end up with better results. A lot of us have been saying, well, there's other countries on this planet that we could copy from and learn from who are doing uh, better when it comes to healthcare, such as European countries, Australia, New Zealand, and so forth. So I think Canadians have understood that now, at least a majority do, and can see that we can make some changes and keep that universal aspect uh, but also ultimately lead to uh, reforms that improve outcomes for patients. Yeah, and to your point, we know that there are, you know, they take out advertising, they go on the American shows, they make a lot of noise about, um, you know, privatization, the American system. And so there's a real scare tactic that is used and has worked, I think, relatively well for a long time. I don't think it was until the pandemic when people actually couldn't get health care that we are promised. And now after the fact, Colin, and we've already talked about some of the information you guys have found about wait lists and the fact that people are, lots of Canadians are actually dying waiting on our wait lists. And when so when you're getting to the reality that, you know, you could be waiting 25 months to get eye surgery or hips or whatever, or you may not even get a cancer surgery in time to treat your cancer, I think now people have finally had to admit, okay, change is needed. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly, exactly it. And as time goes on, more and more people know someone who's had an experience that yeah. hasn't been adequate in the healthcare system. And, you know, I, I like the comment that you made earlier about um, there's a lot of good men and women who are doctors, nurses, they're working in other parts of the healthcare system. They want to help patients. They're doing what they can. But the problem is they're working in a system that just isn't set up for success. And we need to be looking at reforms so that those 
uh, p- people who do want to help patients can end up helping them much better than they're able to right now. So, you know, with, with health reform, I think ultimately we can we can see some changes that can improve outcomes for patients. And that's really what the system should be about. We shouldn't be scared to have this conversation because, uh, you know, we can look at countries that are performing better and say, well, why don't we want better results? Why don't we start doing some of the things that they're doing? I think Canadians yeah. are there. Yeah, well, look, we got the doctors and nurses. It's, it's, it's the system itself, and the system is actually failing them, if we're really honest, because the way the system's working is pulling them, um, you know, and pushing them in, into burnout and not being able to, to do what they're doing, which is actually caring. So they're too busy to even do that properly. And so, you know, when you look to a province like Ontario, and you know Doug Ford has started to make, um, you know, changes, uh, and, and the talk certainly has changed, whether or not this actually happens. I mean, your polling shows in Ontario, uh, 59% say... Look, we should have private and nonprofit um, clinics, so people are open to this here. Mm-hmm. Oh, d- definitely, and you know we've been critical of some of the the health uh, the results in Ontario when it comes to healthcare. But uh, to give credit where it's due, the Ontario government is making a good choice by deciding to work with private clinics to try to reduce their backlogs. And you know, I always think about this from a patient perspective. What do patients want? And I think when it comes to surgery, there's probably three main things. They want to make sure it's done right. They want to make sure that it's done in a timely manner. No one wants to wait a year in chronic pain for their, their hip operation or whatever. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure it's done in a timely manner. And the third thing is when they walk out the door, they don't want to be presented with a large bill. Okay. And what the Ontario government is doing can meet all three of those criteria. If you're a patient, you might go end up being sent to a private clinic to get your knee surgery done there. And it has to meet the same standards as the public system. Uh, it can help reduce the amount of wait time that you're, you're having to experience before you, uh, you actually get the surgery. So that's the second benefit. And just like going to a public hospital for your surgery, you're not presented with a bill. So right. when you talk to patients, you know, when they've had these experiences, it's good. They're happy, right? Because they're, they're getting that surgery done sooner. They're getting their lives back. They're getting out of pain and suffering. It's, it's a positive story. And a lot of other aspects of the healthcare system are already done this way. You know, quite often when people get their blood tested, they go for an MRI. Yeah, it's private. And that yeah. can be at a private clinic. And people don't even know it. But it's, it's, uh, it's one way that you can, uh, you can improve the system. It's not a magic solution to fix all the problems, but it can help. Well, not to mention timely care actually is cheaper for the system because if you have to wait 25 months to get a new pair of hips, chances are you've likely got maybe an opiate addiction from trying to calm the pain from having to take pills or you've developed other issues. Maybe your knees have now gone out or back issues. I mean, every time you leave something to kind of wither away and decay, it tends to create a whole bunch of other issues that then have to be fixed on top of it. And so the timely care in itself will actually reduce some of the bills. But the bottom line is, Colin, people don't want to die. And the way the system is set up now... Um, you know, we just had a conversation about brain cancer patients who are not necessarily being covered for timely treatments with brain cancer. I mean, the system is failing so many different people in so many different ways that I'm afraid the, the, the overhaul is so massive that to talk about it is almost not enough. I, I think you're 100% bang on. I mean, how many patients need to die on waiting lists before we say enough is enough? And I, I think Canadians are there. They're fed up. They can see that there's changes that we can make to improve the system. They're, they're willing to move forward with it. And it, it would be a good thing to do so because ultimately we can save lives. 
We can improve the quality of life, too. I mean, you mentioned some very good points that I don't think governments internally think about, and that is the consequences when patients have to wait a long time. When you pop right. painkillers for a year, yeah. they're not meant for people to pop. You keep taking for a year, so you end up with, sometimes people end up with liver damage. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, when you have a patient who's off work for a year, yeah. their income goes down, they're paying less in tax. They might end up having to depend on social assistance or something like that, right? So there's all kinds of benefits of finding ways to get uh, care for patients sooner uh, so that they can get their lives back and improves their health and, and, and so forth. There's so many benefits and we shouldn't be afraid to have this, this uh, move forward with change in this country. Well, the conversation's happening. We will happily have it. Colin, always uh, appreciate the um, numbers and the data you guys dig into. So it's always very uh, interesting. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Alex. Take care. That is Colin Craig with SecondStreet.org, and it too is what he's been looking into this for a very long time. I mean, they did uh, look into uh, waitlist deaths, and I mean, again, we talk about and people made fun of Sarah Palin for what was it, um, death panels? Well, sorry, but when you stick people on waiting lists and don't treat them, what do you think that is? We're picking winners and losers. So yeah, it is happening. We don't have the best medical care system in the world. Let's just all admit it. It just is what it is.